Welcome to Executive Minds, the podcast helping you convert your potential into high performance so you can grow your career. Here's your host, Kevin B. Jennings. Welcome to Executive Minds, where we help go-getters like you become difference makers with the guidance you need to convert your potential into high performance so you can grow your career. I'm Kevin B. Jennings, and every episode, you'll get principles, strategies, and tools from experienced and emerging leaders who have maximized their potential to do things like launch ideas, lead teams, build businesses, improve communities, and ultimately make a difference in others' lives. Today, we're doing another remix, which is a short episode where we revisit strong, timeless principles or relevant hidden gems from our previous podcast episodes. And for this episode, we're going all the way back to episode nine, when Jeff Henderson, a founding mentor on our team, led a conversation with fellow founding mentors, David Farmer and Shane Benson. And they came together to discuss what to do when an idea doesn't work out. To help us, they explore and dissect the journey of Chick-fil-A, introducing a new barbecue sauce back in 2016, which David's team was responsible for. Now, before we go any further, I want to let you know today's episode is brought to you by the best-selling Full Focus Planner. This is the planner I personally use, and it has everything you need to win each day, quarter, and year baked right into it. It sets you up to focus your work on the biggest, highest leverage tasks You won't worry about the small stuff. Uh, This system simplifies winning and goal achievement. And just for Executive Minds listeners, you're getting a 10% discount site-wide at the Full Focus store. Just visit executiveminds.co forward slash full focus and enter the code execminds at checkout. Again, that's execminds.co forward slash full focus and execminds, all one word, at checkout. Executive Mind is also brought to you by the Art of Leadership Network, created by our friend and previous podcast guest, bestselling author, Carrie Newhoff. The Art of Leadership Network gathers together world-class leaders and podcasters dedicated to helping you live in a way today that will help you thrive tomorrow. Executive Minds is honored to be one of the podcasts in the Art of Leadership Network. Learn more at theartofleadershipnetwork.com. Well, fellow go-getters and future difference makers, I have some disappointing news for you and for me. All of our ideas will not work. Some ideas will underperform a little under expectation. Some ideas will bomb in a more glorious fashion. Today's conversation will arm you with a tool of strategies and principles on how to handle the situations where ideas, projects, 
products, and maybe even entire business ventures simply don't go as planned. This conversation between Jeff Henderson, David Farmer, and Shane Benson took place back on episode nine of our podcast, back when we were still the Launch University podcast. So back in 2016, after a lot of research and testing, one of our founding mentors, David Farmer, and his team at Chick-fil-A created and launched one of the best barbecue sauces my wife and I have ever tasted, Chick-fil-A's Smokehouse Barbecue Sauce. (sighs) Moment of silence, right? Pardon me, I'm getting nostalgic. Uh, Now, I will say this. If you were the person who preferred the original over Smokehouse, don't come at me, right? It is what it is. But uh, one thing I want to let you know, and that is David and his team, they followed what we call the launch loop, which is our recommended process for anyone trying to create and launch something new. Here are the stages. There are five of them. So stage one is understand, which is about defining the problem you're trying to solve. Stage two is imagine, which requires you to generate ideas and concepts to solve the problem. Stage three is prototype, which is where you put form around an idea or concept. Stage four is validate. This is the stage where you test your more refined design or product with objectivity. And stage five is launch. This is the final stage and where you roll out the solution into the world. And guess what? Even after doing all of that, the idea still didn't work. Uh, It's a fascinating story. So today you're going to hear the situation, problem and solution, and then you'll hear the reactions and learnings they had as a result. So keep a pen and paper handy or keep your phone's notes app open for this one. It's going to be a good one. And after this quick break, you'll hear from Jeff, David and Shane about what to do when an idea doesn't work. How many tasks are on your to do list? 10, 15, too many? When your attention is divided, it's not surprising when important work gets pushed back, deadlines are missed, and worse, your personal goals are unachieved. So what's the solution? First, increasing productivity isn't about getting more things done. It's about getting the right things done, and you need a system to help you accomplish that. Introducing the full focus planner designed to focus you on a few of your biggest tasks each day, and they all tie back to your quarterly and annual goals. So you get more done in a single quarter than most overwhelmed, confused, and frustrated would-be achievers get done in a year. To see what this system is all about, go to the Full Focus store by visiting executiveminds.co forward slash full focus. And just for listeners of Executive Minds, you get a 10% site-wide discount when you enter Exec Minds at checkout. Again, that's executiveminds.co forward slash full focus and enter Exec Minds, all one word, just all one word, at checkout. Don't let everyday noise throw you off track from your goals. 
Go to executiveminds.co forward slash full focus and get the only planner that sets you up to win. Go-getters like you and me are always on the lookout for quality podcasts to help us grow in life and leadership. And that's why best-selling author and top podcaster Carrie Newhoff has just launched the Art of Leadership Network. The Art of Leadership Network is a new podcast network, and it includes world-class leaders dedicated to teaching you how to live in a way today that will help you thrive tomorrow. On the network, you'll hear from top leaders on culture, entrepreneurship, executive leadership, organizational culture, nonprofit leadership, church trends, influencer strategies, healthy living, and a lot more. The Art of Leadership Network includes podcasts like the Carrie Newhoff Leadership Podcast, Win Today with Christopher Cook, H3 Leadership with Brad Lominick, Lead Culture with Jenny Katrin, and many more. Uh, including this podcast, Executive Minds, which features our team here at Mentor, Jeff Henderson of The Four Company, Shane Benson and David Farmer of Chick-fil-A, and me, Kevin B. Jennings. Learn more about the shows and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode at theartofleadershipnetwork.com. Now, on to today's episode. So to explore what happens when an idea doesn't work out, we first have to hear about the idea and what happened. So we're going to open this part of the conversation by hearing from David Farmer about why Chick-fil-A changed their barbecue sauce, how they developed and launched it, and what they did when the launch was received poorly. And there's some really great color commentary and follow-up from Shane and Jeff on this one. So David, what happened? I'll give you a little bit of context. We work to keep the menu fresh and relevant at Chick-fil-A. We know we have some classic things that will never go away that people love, but we also like to um, add some variety to the menu. The challenge we face is we just don't have the capacity to do everything, and so we have to make hard choices uh, about what might go away. We, we call this pruning. Henry Cloud talks a lot about pruning. You cut away a good branch in order to make way for great new growth, right, and so right. we try to do that. So we have made some modifications to the menu, and we'll hear from customers. We've lost some classics like coleslaw, potato salad over the course of time. We thought we might want to play around with our barbecue sauce recipe. Uh, barbecue sauce has been solid, but I wouldn't call it one of our top movers. And we said, what if we adjust the recipe and see if we can kind of move it up into that upper echelon, along with Chick-fil-A sauce, Polynesian sauce. So that was the motivation for the change. We tested this change in several markets and thought we were in pretty good shape. So we did go through our very own validation step. Right. But we got to launch, and launch day was July 18th, 2016. Essentially, the day the world came to an end. <laughs> relative to- <laughs> That's a great way to put it. <laughs> because that is when uh, we began to get intense and prolonged customer feedback that a lot of folks did not like the new sauce, which we called Smokehouse Barbecue Sauce. They liked the old sauce better. Um, so we're not talking about world peace or anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, David, let me add some color commentary to that. And I'm not going to mention his name, but I've 
pretty sure it was a linebacker for the Carolina Panthers that came off the practice field, was getting interviewed, and they were saying, hey, how's, you know, how's preseason looking? He says, I don't want to talk about football. I want to talk about why Chick-fil-A took away Chick-fil-A barbecue Are sauce. I haven't heard that story. You haven't heard that story? Yeah, yeah it was, it's, it's been going around the office for sure, but um, there were some passionate people out there about taking away the sauce. Of course, here's the one guy. Let, let's, let's talk about this guy, though. The one guy that, that went, went like a six-minute rant on Facebook. Monologue, yeah. Yeah, uh, Jared Gwines. Jared's my <laughs> friend now. Uh, I loved actually. What I love is Jared um, has huge passion for Chick Fil A, and I think he knew exactly what he was doing. But he used Facebook as an opportunity to share his passion, and he definitely wanted the old sauce back. And so he knew that if he was going to get noticed, he had to stand out a little bit. So um, he kind of went on a six-minute screaming rant, and um, he called me by name a few times in that. And so I start. <laughs> People start sending me uh, text messages and stuff saying, hey, you should go check out this video because somebody posted it up on YouTube. You should go check out this video. This guy's kind of calling you out. <laughs> and uh, Jared literally <laughs> made David Farmer the most popular person at Chick-fil-A there for about two weeks. No. Everybody was talking about <laughs> that video for sure. Well, it was fun. It was all in, it was good natured on his behalf. And so I, I definitely appreciate that. And um, I sent Jared a, a, a video back, actually, which he posted to his Facebook uh, site. It, it, we were already thinking about this because we had already started to hear these rumblings and were taking it seriously and started talking to our own operator community, telling them, hey, we think we need to go back and go back to the original sauce, but we want to make sure that you're with us if we do this because when we make these decisions, we have 2,000 restaurants that are impacted by it. And so we don't want to make a, a, what could be a challenging situation worse. But uh, what I told Jared is, Jared, we heard from a lot of folks, but you were the loudest because if you listen to the video, he was loud. Oh, I, saw, I, saw, I watched it. It was definitely loud. It was fun. But uh, the bottom line is we came to a place where we felt like um, this – We get a, everything we do, we get feedback. But reading the feedback this time, we sensed we needed to acknowledge – that we made a mistake and we needed to go back to the original sauce. And so um, we actually have just done that. And it took a, we had to literally crank uh, production back up, get all the ingredients in, get all the packaging back in, make the sauce, distribute the sauce. And so as we made this call um, probably about early September and about the first week in November, got the original sauce back in all Chick-fil-A restaurants. Mm. So now that we know what happened, let's get into the meat of this conversation by hearing the reactions and learnings. I mean, how did customers react to the new solution? How did the organization react internally? And what did everyone learn through this experience? In this next section, Shane's going to tell us about the customer's reaction to bringing the sauce back and then Jeff's going to take us the rest of the way as they all rapid fire through different things they all have extracted from the situation. So, Shane, what were the customers' reactions like? Well, very positive. Um, you know, immediately we made that announcement. It was a overwhelming success in regards to just you know social media posts and, and such because people were really excited. I think one of the things that uh, we underestimate sometimes, and this goes for Chick Fil A and a lot of other brands, is 
how um, how passionate our customer can be and how important it is to leverage that passion. And we did that with this announcement. I mean, you had some really passionate people out there. And so when we made this announcement, they got really excited. And what was incredible was how many retweets and posts that they made on our behalf celebrating this decision. So that was a real, real interesting learning for us. Can I go a little deeper on that? Shane and I had the privilege of working with Carrie Curlander at Chick-fil-A, who leads a lot of our public relations work. Love Carrie. And her team put together a little video that was going to go to customers and announce the change. And they took a little bit of a play off of Jimmy Fallon's mean tweets. And we had uh, real Chick-fil-A employees who read a series of the actual tweets that were sent to us that um, were all good-natured, but they, they stung a little bit. But what I love about that is we just owned it. No defensiveness, just called it out, you know, let people know this is what's being said about us. And so it was fun. It was playful. And that's how we announced that we were going back. And the interesting thing is we had three and a half million views of that little two and a half minute video within less than a week. Hmm. So I I think a learning for me, and I'm going to take off my Chick-fil-A hat and put back on my launch university hat, because I think if you're a launcher, Maybe a lesson to walk away from for me in this experience is you just can't talk to your customers enough. Even when you think, okay, we've talked to customers, we've gotten their feedback, I would encourage you and we're encouraging ourselves, go back and, and just ask the questions again and again and again because every time you do that, you get a, a better perspective. And so I think in hindsight we would say even in this decision, there's a part of us that wishes we would have just kept asking the question because I'm not sure we dug deep enough in our area around the passion that people felt around removing barbecue sauce. To that point, let's kind of, what are some lessons? Let's dive into, okay, this, and you really followed the model that we teach here at, at Launch University. You went through all of that. Yes. I think it's a good point. You can go through all of that and still have to adjust. So yeah. what are some lessons you've learned? Yeah, that's good because this podcast really is not about barbecue sauce. It's about what we learned from <laughs> our, our little barbecue sauce launch. Um, if you've listened to some of the early editions of the Launch University podcast, we know that we do talk about a launch sequence. It's understand, it's imagine, then you prototype, then you validate or test, and then you launch. So we did go through all those right. stages. So this is all post-launch. Mm-hmm. Um, Here's what I learned, that when you launch, if you start to get feedback and there's any concern in that feedback, don't shy away from that. Lean into that. You want to understand it. So I I think we were pretty proactive in listening when customers started to express a lot of their concern, uh, predominantly through social media posts. That became a big, big channel for us. So number one, we just had to lean into it and be proactive. Don't wait until you're forced to respond. That's not a good thing. Secondly, I'd say um, we were seeking the truth, meaning what do customers really think, instead of trying to defend what we had done. Mm, Wow. Um, none of us are perfect. Go ahead. You wanna- I, well, I was going to say, there's tension in that, though, 
right? I mean, it is hard once you launch something. You go, that's my baby. That's right. what we did, right? And so you really have to lean, to your point, David, you have to lean into that because you're fighting against something you felt like was a really good decision combined with, hey, you're getting some feedback that may not be as positive as you would like. So you've really got to wrestle that tension, yeah. not only individually, but also with your team. Because sometimes your team's like, no, 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 we made that decision. And, and to David's credit and his team's credit, they leaned in and listened to customers. And at the end of the day, we made a better decision. Yeah, because we're in it for the long haul. Uh, barbecue sauce is just a small part of our overall relationship with our customers. And so we want to we listen. And if they have a concern, we want to acknowledge it. And that may at times mean um, being really honest that we missed it this time. And we're hesitant to do that because we want this perfect persona so many times. But I, th- I think what customers like, they want brands that are like people. They, they want products that are like people, meaning they're genuine, they're authentic, and if they mess up, they own it. And then as a result, I actually extend a little grace, and I trust that brand, that person, that product even more, and it has more credibility going forward than it might have had in the past. So I actually think we come out of this in a little better place yeah, it costs us some money. It costs us some time and energy. We got some egg on our face. But I think customers know we're real, and we really do care about them. Absolutely. I, I think it's, you know, people, there's a, there's a level of authenticity they want brands to have. And when you say we're listening and we'll adjust accordingly versus kind And of, they see evidence of that, right? right? We're right. Li- yeah, a lot of brands will say, hey, we're listening. But you really don't feel like they are. But I think when you, when you literally put... Uh, really actions behind those words, that's when it really makes a difference. Be willing to um, um, make fun of yourself, too. Mm. I actually shot a video for all of our operators. We have 2,000 restaurants and and just said, hey, if we've caused you hardship um, and created sideways energy with this barbecue sauce change, I'm sorry because you got a lot going on and that was not our intent. And I think our operators appreciate that. Right. Let me dive into that a little bit further. In his book, Creativity, Inc., Ed Catmull, the CEO of Pixar, says that he can tell when a movie director is going to be successful or not when they give that person feedback and they take the feedback and make the film better, but they don't internalize it and feel like the criticism is about them personally. That's great. For a film director that takes it personally, they won't make the film better because they just they get rocked, as understandably you could get rocked by negative feedback. What I observed you, and Shane, you do this great as well, when there was this negative feedback about barbecue sauce, you somehow didn't take it internally or, or, or personally. You went to make what is the best decision. So how did you separate the barbecue sauce from David Farmer? Does that make any sense? Yeah, well, it's never supposed to be about me, mm-hmm. in this case anyway. It's not supposed to be right. about us because we're not the hero. Right. The customer's the hero. Right. Just like we talk about on this podcast, this podcast is not about us. It's about our listeners. They're the right. hero. Right. So you have to get that straight fundamentally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, I think it helps to begin to ask questions around like, what if they're right? Yeah. Like, what if what we're hearing is actually legitimate concern? What what might happen if we didn't if we did do this or we didn't do this? So being vulnerable enough to get around a group of people and just ask those questions and being open to the feedback that you might get. And to your point, not taking it personally. Yeah. Now I'll be honest with you. I actually like the smokehouse barbecue. So when you made the change, did you get negative 
feedback on the other side, like, oh, whoa, why are you changing? A little bit. And that's, you're, you know, you know, am I going to solve one problem and create another? <laughs> right. But uh, the new sauce had not been out that long. So we knew that there's no way it could have as large a following as the old sauce did. Mm -hmm. And so just felt like it's probably the right thing to do. I, I, I will say this, another lesson. You can't always make everybody happy. Right. And that's hard. And that's one of the things we've struggled with as, as a brand at Chick-fil-A is we don't like the idea of disappointing anyone. Mm -hmm. But you're going to have to make some tough trade-off choices where there will be somebody that feels like um, they weren't heard. And that's why you need equity in the relationship mm -hmm. so that when there's a, a, a ding, they'll still hang with you, trust you, and move on to the next, next thing. Maybe another lesson that I feel like we've learned, and, and I'm sure launchers out there are learning as well, is be careful what you ask for. Like, you know, once you commit that you want to create trust with the guest and the customer that you're ultimately trying to serve, and you open up a dialogue, when we, when we actually came back and said, hey, we're going to bring back barbecue sauce, the very next question was, so when are you going to bring back the spicy biscuit? And when are you going to bring back coleslaw? And when are you going right. to bring back these products that you've taken right. away? And so we actually, it actually forced us to get into a conversation that we were excited about, but it's really in response to guests that are passionate about our brand. So, hey, we're not going to bring these other items back, but thanks for asking. So you got to make some tough decisions, but and it allowed us to have some dialogue. And here's the why. Let's, let's, let's be transparent and share the why. And I think customers appreciate that. You know, you're having a, yeah. you're treating them with respect. And so based on all that, so what are the lessons have you learned and kind of what's, what's life like now with the new barbecue or the new old barbecue sauce? Uh, I think customers have received that well. I think one lesson is, as Shane said, you can't listen too much. And so we've got to get even better at mining for great feedback when we're in the validation stage and have a, a really open mind and recognize that success may not mean a perfect batting average. So have a game plan. If, if there ever is a stumble or a mistake, how are you going to handle that? Because that's going to be critical in defining success for you as well. Mm -hmm. And that's why this fifth step launch, it doesn't mean you launch and it's over. It's really react and adjust accordingly, tweak and improve along the way. That's right. Yeah, I mean, day one is just the beginning, right? When right. you launch, immediately you come back into that, you know, understand is the customer like does the customer like what we've done begin to imagine again begin to prototype again and validate you're constantly on this journey and i think that is a lesson for us as well is like launch doesn't mean you're done it means you're just getting started i hope that was helpful to you i know personally i heard a lot of simple yet powerful ideas I mean, by a show of hands, unless you're driving, I mean, how many of us need to work on our humility and hold our ideas more loosely so we're prepared to hear and respond to feedback? I know I do. I mean, how many of us need to view feedback as our friend and assume criticism is aimed at the idea and not our identity? Hand, my hand is up again. I know I do. How many of us need to lighten up and be more gentle with ourselves and our team members and sometimes just smile and laugh when something doesn't go well? I have both hands up now because I know I do. And lastly, how many of us have made a mistake 
as a result of our ambition and simply need to call someone negatively affected and say, I'm sorry. Well, my hand is up because I have and I know I will again. And as David said during the conversation, we don't need a perfect batting average. I mean, let's be real here. In baseball, if you hit the ball three out of 10 times, you're offered a $100 million contract. So if you're nailing it two or three times out of 10, you're elite, right? You're elite. And I think when we can see ourselves this way, we can give ourselves a ton more grace, but also extend grace to others. I hope today's episode was helpful and you can access a summary of this episode and links to resources we mentioned by visiting executiveminds.co forward slash 205. That's executiveminds.co forward slash 205. And with that, I want to thank you for joining us for another episode of Executive Minds, where we help go-getters like you become difference makers with the guidance you need to convert your potential into high performance so you can grow your career. If you have enjoyed it, please subscribe. Subscribing automatically delivers episodes to you every week so you can grow on the go. And as always, you can find Executive Minds on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Then we want to ask you a favor. Would you help us spread the word and support more ambitious professionals and leaders like you by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify? Then join us next week when we'll be kicking off a series of episodes where you'll be hearing from the mentor team about the lessons we've learned over the past year. The conversations are both insightful and instructional as we'll be modeling how we execute our annual and quarterly reviews. It's important for you to know this. Thoughtfully and intentionally reviewing the past is the most reliable way to convert your experiences, both successes and failures, into wisdom. Just like we did in this episode, reviewing the story of launching barbecue sauce, you'll see that you no longer win or lose. You win or learn. Until next time, remember, organizations are just groups of people with a shared purpose. That means your organization grows when you grow. So today, grow where you are and grow what you're given without anyone's permission because growth is a choice. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Executive Minds, the podcast helping you convert your potential into high performance so you can grow your career. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us for the next episode. For show notes and more resources, visit executiveminds.co. That's executiveminds.co. The Art of Leadership Network.